I just want to let you know I'm doing the online service and there's a bunch of people from all over that are telling me their weather right now. Like Pennsylvania, they're saying it's 85, Cloudcroft is 75. I'm getting very jealous of all the online community right now. Okay, um, for your scripture reading, so I wanted to point out um, in the back of your seats, um, there's some Bibles. So I want you guys to actually get out your Bibles right now. Uh, if you want to do the online app, that's awesome. But actually get them out. See where the scripture comes from. And I'll give you guys a second. We're going to be in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. So it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be a healing for your flesh and a refreshment for for your body. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Laura. So I invite you to keep your Bibles open to Proverbs 3, verse 5. As we move into our message together, grace and peace to you, beloved. I'm Amy Wilson-Feltz. I'm the pastor here at Morningstar. Welcome to worship. Thank you for wearing your school shirts. Those of you who did, this is our final theme Sunday for the summer. Stuart is repping his Davenport University shirt there in the back. <laughs> we hope that you all who are worshiping through our online campus are wearing your school shirts as well. Let's take a deep breath. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was a girl, maybe eight or nine, maybe a little bit older, I was running through a field on the property of one of my uncles outside of Abilene, Texas. I was with my, sub my siblings and my cousins, and we were running through the tall grass, and I heard the fading voices of my parents behind me say, slow down, be careful, watch where you were going. And I saw the edge of the fence, and I thought I had adjusted my path well enough to avoid it, but the grass was really tall. And it disguised the exposed piece of barbed wire, even as it cut into the flesh of my inner leg. It was a minor wound. The pain shocked me a little bit, but the wound was easily cared for with antibiotic cream and a Band-Aid. What stung more was my pride, even at that young age. I chose to, took, to take my own path. I chose my own way, and I ended up getting hurt. Now, life is a journey. That's a metaphor we use so often that it has become trite. 
but it's still true. It's still a good metaphor. Life is a journey. We have a path to take. We have many paths that we can take, but sometimes we don't know how to choose the best route. We're searching for the way. And that's the premise of our sermon series, which concludes today. We've been calling it Seeking, and it's built around five common searches on the internet for favorite Bible verses. So in the past several weeks, we have turned to John 3.16, searching for unconditional love. We've turned to Jeremiah 29.11, seeking a plan and reassurance of a plan for our lives. We turn to Romans 8.28, looking for the good in life. We turn to Philippians 4.13 for the strength to make it through the bad. And that brings us to our search for trust this morning in Proverbs. To trust is to firmly believe in someone's reliability and strength. It can be challenging for us to talk about trust in our society because we're naturally pretty distrusting in our culture to the point that we have difficulty even trusting ourselves sometimes. So let's start with the first verse of the passage that we just read today, that Laura just read for us, to find a way into the conversation. So in your Bibles, for Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, who would like to read that again for us? Just verse 5. Anybody? Yes, that's it. Trust the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding. These are words of wisdom. That's what a proverb is. It's a statement of truth, a piece of advice for healthy living. And we can find a whole book of Proverbs in our holy text, as you know. It's toward the middle of the Bible, right after the book of Psalms. And like the Psalms, the Proverbs were written by several different people over a period of hundreds of years. Our Bible includes other works of wisdom literature as well, including Ecclesiastes and Job and the Song of Solomon. Pieces of the Psalms are also considered to be wisdom literature, as is the tone and the content of the book of James in the New Testament. Works of wisdom are designed to invite the reader to explore the meaning of life. These literary pieces are completely concerned with our choices of right and wrong in our daily living. And the underlying premise in wisdom literature is that wisdom and true understanding always and only comes from a fear of God. Proverbs 3 is certainly no different this is one of many proverbs that is attributed to King Solomon. Now, you may remember the story of Solomon in the books of Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. Solomon was the son of David and Bathsheba. He ruled as the third king of Israel for about 40 years or so. And he is known not only as the wisest king of that nation, but as being wiser as any other, wiser than any other sages in Egypt or the Middle East. We find one of the most famous stories of Solomon's wisdom in 1 Kings. Do you know the story of the two women who come to him claiming to be the mother of the same child? It's actually a pretty sad story. These women, they lived in the same house, and they gave birth three days apart, but only one of the infants survived. 
And so now both of these women bring the surviving infant to the king, claiming to be the one who had given birth to the child. And so the king says, well, let's just divide the child in half with a sword and give each mother half. And then one mother immediately begins to protest, just give the baby to the other woman. I would rather he be alive. So the king says, give the child to the woman who is willing to give him up. She is his mother. The story ends with this note. All of Israel heard the judgment that the king had rendered, and they stood in awe of the king because they perceived in him the wisdom to execute justice. It is King Solomon who is said to have written the verses that we read this morning, proclaiming trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not rely on your own insight. And then he goes on to describe what that kind of trust looks like. So let's read verse 6 together now. Who would like to read verse 6? That's right. In all your ways, acknowledge God, and God will make your paths straight, clear, direct. In all your ways, acknowledge God. What are some ways that we can do that? If to acknowledge is to recognize the existence, the importance, the quality of something or someone, what are some ways that we can acknowledge God? Yes, I'm really asking. She knew it. My daughter knew I was expecting an actual answer. It was not rhetorical. How can we acknowledge God, Natalie? By listening to God. Yeah, what are some ways that we can listen to God? Prayer. Communion. Yes, Owen. Excellent answer. How can we acknowledge and listen to God? Is it just prayer and communion? Those are good answers. Prayer and meditation, scripture reading, doing his work, serving. Yes, Amanda, serving. Discernment and thanksgiving, listening to the sermon. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, all of these are good answers, and we have others as well. We're talking about our spiritual practices, prayer, meditation, scripture reading, discerning God's will together, offering thanksgiving together, and as individuals. One of the most important ways that we acknowledge God is not only with the decisions we make, but with how we make the those decisions, these daily practices that we're talking about, they invite us to remember God's track record. As we give thanks, as we count our blessings, as we are working together to discern God's will and we see how God has already worked, we can see that God is faithful. We love and serve the God of creation, right? the God of restoration, the God of salvation and hope and healing. And if we truly trust in God, then we can acknowledge God's trustworthiness by turning to God first before we make big decisions. Now, I'll be honest here. I'm pretty comfortable with coming up with a really smart plan and implementing it, and then along the way or even afterward asking God to bless my plan. Am I the only one who does that? I'm really good at that. In fact, I lived my 20s and most of my 30s that way. And honestly, things turned out pretty well. But I could have saved myself quite a bit of heartache and experiences of learning things the hard way by reversing that order. 
by acknowledging God first, by seeking God's direction first, by walking wisely with others to help discern the best path. And this is the way of living that Solomon is advocating in verse 6 when he talks about that straight path. Remember, this is just a metaphor, and we're talking specifically here about God's direction for our lives. We have all walked winding paths in life before, right? Taking twists and turns that maybe we expected because of our choices, but maybe they caught us completely by surprise. And we know that walking those winding paths can teach us quite a bit, including how to follow Jesus more closely. And that's the point, that when we follow Jesus more closely, sometimes we can see more of the path because we trust that he's leading us in a good way. But even if we can't see it, we can trust that we can take the next step knowing we are being led by Jesus and staying connected to God's will for us, like that glue that Lainey brought to church today. And some paths are easier than others. And so to illustrate this, I need a couple of volunteers this morning. I won't make you say anything. Sometimes people make their decision about whether they're going to participate in volunteering if they have to speak or not. I'm not going to make you say anything. I just need a couple of people to come forward this morning. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Natalie. Come right up here. Three will be good. Yeah, three's good. Uh, we gotta gotta do it more than once so people know I'm not making this up. So I'm gonna give you a piece of newsprint and I want you to turn it sideways. So like not the way that you would normally read it. Sideways. Okay. And now I invite you to start at the top with with one of your hands and tear from the top all the way down in a straight line. That's pretty good, Christy. That's pretty good. Start on the edge, the very edge. Get, you have a, a little less, and try it again. That's pretty good. Yeah, Natalie, yeah, see, it's, it's a little bumpy. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get all the way down the paper with the side. So now, what if you take it, take one, take another one. Here, I'll take your trash. Take another one and turn it the way that you would read it. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Turn it the way you would read it and now tear it from the top to the bottom. Do you notice the difference? Can you see the difference? Yeah, the path is straight. This is the difference between going with the grain or going against the grain, right? Thank you. Thank, why don't you thank our, our assistants here? Thank you so much. It works every time. Actually, y'all did really well with the bumpy side, better than I have done it before. This is the difference between going with or going against the grain, and this is like our walk with God. Now, it's important to note that we can get to the bottom of the page either way, right? Like if, if, if we're doing it sideways, it's little pieces, it's pretty frustrating, it's bumpy, but we can get there, right? We can get there, and God is with us either way. But if we just turn it this way, it's a lot easier 
a lot easier. Life is not always neat and clean, and we're going to encounter some bumps, but sometimes if we turn toward God first, every time actually, if we turn toward God first, things go a little bit better for us, but God is with us either way. The difference is in our daily experience, right? It's in our daily experience. So we have a choice to make. Which way are we going to turn? Are we going to go against God? Are we going to go with God. Solomon says if we turn and go with God, then we are turning away from evil. We are turning away from harm. We are acknowledging that God is with us because we started with that fear, that reverence, that awe, that respect of God. That's what fear means, right? Awe, reverence, respect. We only trust people we respect, right? Do you, have you ever trusted somebody you did not respect? No, it doesn't work. If we truly respect God, then we can trust God, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it is good for us as well. And that is the point of verse 8. So who would like to read verse 8? Proverbs 3, 8. It's the last part of the passage for today. renewed health and vitality. My translation says it will be a healing for your flesh, a refreshment for your body. The good news is that healing and that refreshment is available wherever we go, even if we go our own way, even if we make a wrong turn, even if we dance with a barbed wire fence. That cut on my leg is long healed. But a tiny scar remains. It reminds me not only to use the brain that God has given me, but also to listen to the voices of people I trust when they say, slow down, watch where you're going, don't make a wrong turn. And maybe it's just me, or maybe you could use the opportunity to slow down a little bit too, to give your own thoughts and insights a rest, to listen and to trust God with your whole heart. How could you acknowledge your trust in God this week? How could you acknowledge your trust in God this week? Maybe, maybe it's a daily prayer practice of thanksgiving you could try this week, or maybe it's gathering people you trust and asking them to help you discern something that you've been considering or something that you're facing Maybe it's reading a proverb, getting a daily dose of wisdom. When we learn to do these things, to trust God in our spiritual practices, beloved, we will find everything that we are seeking. We'll find the love. We'll find the plan. We'll find the good. We'll find the strength. And it is my prayer that we are learning that we can find all of those things here at Morningstar together as we are all seeking, above all, to live more like Jesus every day. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we want to be people who stand firm and trust you wholeheartedly but we don't always follow the path to get us there. We feel like we trust you, 
We try to trust you, but we keep walking around in our own limited strength and worry and doubt. We struggle with letting go and letting you take control. We want to be unshakable and resilient, but we know that can only happen by depending on you and trusting in you. Develop that deeper trust in us, we pray. We desperately need it, and we want to trust you more. Help us to have confidence in your guidance and in your direction. Turn our lives into a powerful demonstration of what trust in you looks like. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen.